Hi, we're Judah here with Masechet Ediot, Perakei Mishnah Aleph, dedicated towards the Schlut of Rafua Shlema, for Tova Miriam Bat Devorah Mendel. So just when Perak Dalet finished and you thought that we were done with the debates of Hillel and Shammai, specifically when Hillel is being stringent and Shammai is being lenient, we have one more block of them. It's actually six items all in one Mishnah, and then we move on. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Shishadvar Mikulei Beit Shammai, Mechomrei Beit Hillel. Rabbi Yehuda says, and remember this is Eduyot, so this is Rabbi Yehuda testifying, that there are actually six more. There are six things that are lenient for Shammai, but stringent for Hillel. And here they are. So, Damna Velot, Beit Shammai Metarim, Beit Hillel Metamin. If you have the blood of a, an animal that was not shechted, it was not slaughtered properly. So, normally we say that the meat of a nevela. Uh, if it's a you know, non-kosher animal, it's been shechted improperly and it's not kosher, that meat will make a person tame. And we talked earlier about how much meat. What about the blood of such an animal? Bechamai says it's actually tahor. Bechamai says, no, it's tame. Second, beitzat nevela. Let's say you have a bird. It's a kosher bird. It's a chicken. And the bird is shechted. Unfortunately, the shechita doesn't go well. And so the bird is now nevela. It's, it's straight. It's not kosher. But you discover within it an egg. So Ben Shammai says, if the egg is solidified enough, that it was like about to be laid. So effectively, even though the egg was inside, the, it was a kosher bird, but the bird was not shechted properly. Even though the egg was inside, says Shammai, if the egg was developed enough and hardened and calcified on the outside so that it could have been laid and it would be the kind that would be sold in the market, then it's mutter. It's as if separate from the chicken. There's the chicken, which wasn't shechted properly, unfortunately, and there's the egg. And if not, it would be a problem. If it's still developing, then it's certainly a, considered a part of the bird. If it's already done, it's not really a part of the bird anymore, even though it's inside. If it's not really finished, Developing as an egg, then it's forbidden because it's like it's like the rest of the chicken. Behilo Oster, Behilo says in either case, the fact that it's still inside the chicken means that the shrita affects it, and if the shrita did not go well, then the egg is no good because you say hayotzi ben that you know the product of a non-kosher animal is kosher is not kosher. The product of a kosher animal is kosher. Here, this is a kosher animal, but it wasn't shechted properly. The egg is considered part of it. If the shrita didn't go well, the egg is no good. That's the next one. Umodim bebeitzat trefa shehasura beminishigdelebeisser, but everybody. Agrees. Even Shammai agrees that if the animal is actually a non-kosher animal, then of course, then or the or, or the animal is better, more so. Trefa here is not the colloquial trefa. I, I apologize. It's not the colloquial trefa of a non-kosher animal. It's trefa of if the animal is ill. If the animal is sick and going to die within a year, that's technically what we call a trefa. It's not a, an animal that's going to survive. Then the entire development of the egg was in the context of an animal that may be a kosher species, but it wasn't a kosher animal because it's sick or it's it's wounded, and uh, the egg is forbidden. Moving on. Okay, so what happens? We know that the uh, the uh, a Jewish woman who becomes a nido who's menstruating, so the blood is metame. What happens if it's the the blood of a non-Jewish woman? Uh, who's menstruating, who's a nida. So she's not really a nida. Midoraita, biblically speaking, it doesn't apply to her. Similarly, the blood that comes from a, a person who is a mitzarat, the, uh, she has a, uh, she has sarat, she has the, um, you know, the, the physical manifestation of a spiritual illness that we call sarat. It's not really leprosy. The bottom line is that, uh, such a person's, such a person's blood. So b- biblically speaking, it's not Dam that makes a person tame. Do we have a rabbinic injunction? Beit Shammai says tahor. We do not have such an injunction. Behilo says just as the spit or the urine of let's say a 
you know, non-Jewish woman uh, could make something Tameh, this will as well. Uh, Beit Shammai didn't agree that this qualified to, uh, to parallel. Ochlin uh, So fruit of the Shemitah year, the seventh year, is truly belongs to everybody. Biblically speaking, you're allowed to go into somebody, you can literally walk into somebody's field. I've done this. You walk, walk into my neighbor's yard, take some fruit. You're allowed to do that, and they're allowed to do the same. I, I picked up the practice from other people of leaving out clippers, both as a uh, to help them take down the fruit without damaging the, the tree or the vine, but also to send the message that it's okay. It's okay. You can do that. You can take it. So uh, it's biblically anyone can take it. The question is, are you allowed to say thank you? Should you say thank you? Is saying thank you a denial of the truth of Shemitah, that everything belongs to Hashem? And by saying thank you to the owner, it's like you're saying that it belongs to them and they did you a favor, which they didn't. Or is it, uh, is it you know, not allowed? Is it is allowed? Is it a nice thing? So Shammai says, you can you can take it and you can say thank you or you could not say thank you. Behil says you should actually you should say thank you. It's appropriate. It lets them know that I recognize that this is your field and even though it really belongs to Hashem and it's all of ours this year, I can take now, but don't worry. I won't be breaking into your field in future years. There's a similar idea. You should open your fence and not, not leave people to like break in. It's not right for people to break in even though technically they'd be allowed. There are those texts that say that actually Hill said you should not say thank you. You. It's a different vari- variation of this that, in fact, that would be denying the nature of Shemitah. So Hill either says you specifically should say thank you because it's menshi, or you shouldn't say thank you because it's a denial, but Shammai is not concerned. Finally, hachemet. Let's say you have, we see this in uh, Parshat Lech Lecha, that, that Hagar sent out with a chemet mayim, a, a, like a, a leather pouch full of water into the desert. So let's say you have a pouch and it has a hole in it. So a pouch with a hole in it is not so useful anymore. And as we've seen in prior Mishnayot, something that's no longer useful, can't serve a function, becomes t- does not become come tell me anymore because it's not really a clea, it's not a useful item. So let's say you have a, a pouch for water but it has a hole in it, which should make it useless. The question is, is it only if you were able to properly patch up and tie off that hole that now it becomes a good water sack again, a good you know water, water canteen, and then it would be subject to Tumabit, so Pishamah says. Behillah says no, even if it's not totally tied up, it's still somewhat useful. You can hold water in part of it, you can tie it off temporarily, and so so it would become Tameh even as it is right now.